Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Just like the intro says, this is Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to another wonderful Thursday evening. Um, with Straight Talk with Joe. We are excited about tonight's topic. Um, another great show, another great vibe. Um, we really, really, really encourage you guys to listen in, focus, grab a pen if you have to, really just uh, love the Word of God tonight. Um, before we get too deep into the show, real quick, just want to say a quick prayer, uh, and then we'll give out the number, and then we'll get into the show. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your everlasting love. We thank you for your peace, your understanding, your joy, your kindness, your love, Lord God. We thank you for the show. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for our host. Uh, We pray that the words that we say tonight may be edified to give you all the honor and the glory, and that those that have a ear to hear, we pray that they hear your word, Lord God. We pray that our light shines so that it may draw men uh, to you and to change lives through your word. So we pray these and many other things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Real quick intro, Mr. Keith Ellaby. Hey, what's going on? Um, what's going on, world? <laughs> uh, our lovely co-host, Miss Monique Calderon, uh, is actually in preparation for doing something really, really, really exciting with her with her job. So we pray, strengthen the Lord for her, and we pray that uh, everything. Is going, we already know everything's going to be a success because she is a steward of the word of God and he looks out for his people. So we just encourage her to um, continue her wonderful journey and doing great works in the Lord. Um, now we got that stuff out of the way. Let's dig into tonight's show. Um, once again, real great. I mean, we always have a great show. On Thursday nights, uh, but I'm I'm really 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 excited about this one. I'm encouraged about this one uh, because we're going to be talking about mind games, and this is a mind games about a guy playing mind games with a girl or a girl playing mind games on the guys. No, 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 no. This is mind games that we play with ourselves as creatures and believers of the Word of God to 
deter us from the word of God, um, if, if you want to put it in that way. Um, I want to kind of read one of my favorite passages. It's Romans, the 12th chapter, uh, the second verse. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, for those of you who don't really read King James, let me break it down in my version. Um, the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We'll, we'll we'll get into a couple more scriptures as, as the night progresses on, but um, I kind of want to highlight that last word, perfect. It says, you will for you, which is, oh, no, let me, let me not say that, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Talk about that in a minute. Um, we want to encourage everyone to call in tonight. Call in number 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. Please call in, voice your opinions. We are not pastors, priests, apostles, uh, bishops, um, clergy. We are just regular Joes, no pun intended, um, that love to talk about the Word of God, love the Word of God, love everything that God has to offer. So we just want to do what he asks all of his people to do, and that's spread the good news to the world. Um, so, Amen. Uh, um, before we, you know, get into it, that those are great verses, and it's just a setup for what we're going to get into. Um, before we get into anything, I, I would love to play this clip. Um, this is off a movie. And, um, you know, the disclaimer, the the N-word is used, but it, it, you'll see the point at the end of the day. So I'm going to just play a clip from a movie, a good movie, a good actor saying this. I'm going to just play this clip really quick, and then we can get into our discussion. Remaining male niggers, female niggers, and nigger infants. Tar and feather him. Tie each leg to a horse facing in opposite direction, set him on fire, and beat both horses until they tear him apart in front of the male, female, and nigger infants. Bullwhip and beat the remaining nigger males within an inch of their life. Do not kill them, but put the fear of God in them, for they can be useful for future breeding. Anybody know who Willie Lynch was? Anybody? Raise your hand. No one? He was a vicious slave owner in the West Indies. The slave masters in the colony of Virginia were having trouble controlling their slaves, so they sent for Mr. Lynch to teach them his methods. The word lynching came from his last name. His methods were very simple, but they were diabolical. 
keep the slave physically strong, but psychologically weak and dependent on the slave master. Keep the body, take the mind. I and every other professor on this campus are here to help you to find, take back, and keep your righteous mind. Because obviously, you have lost it. Um, wow. That's that, a great debate. Yeah. We yeah, had a great debate. Yes, it's a great clip. Um, and it, 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 I thought about that when I was, uh, you know, researching this show uh, because I'm seeing a lot that our minds are very precious. And if we don't have our minds, like, on Christ, we can really get into a lot of trouble. Even, and, and this is especially for believers, because if believers' minds aren't on Christ and they're on other things, we confuse everybody else around us that looks at us and our walk. It might get them, uh, and that might get them confused. So for the first point, what we, we would love to talk about is uh, – like the mind, right? So, Joe, let me ask you this. Back in your day, <laughs> Joe, back in your day, you I think me. you mentioned, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you experimented with, like, drugs at one time, right? So how did that affect your mind? Um. Well, I, I want to be clear. The only drug that I've ever done was marijuana. Um, so okay. I can't speak to any other drug. Uh, but in the moment, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned marijuana. Um, I was talking to my coworker the other day, and I was talking about when I spoke weed. Uh, it was this year probably be nine years since the last time I smoked. Um, and... In those moments, within those years, I was probably smoking low-end once a day, high-end 14. Um, within those moments, I didn't feel I didn't feel like it, it affected me. Uh, I still felt productive. I didn't feel lazy. Um, you know, all the stereotypes that they say that's associated with smoking marijuana, I didn't feel those effects. But the after effects, um, I, I, I still feel them today. And it's two in particular. Uh, when I was in college, my professor mentioned that marijuana, the only thing that marijuana does to you is it affects your short-term memory. And at the time, I didn't think that that was true because I could remember anything. But I think what he was trying to say was it affects your short-term memory after you stop smoking uh, because I can't remember anything. Um, it's a problem. I I, I, I I really feel bad because I can't remember certain things that may seem important. Like, I can never remember where my keys are at. Um, another thing that, um, that I want to point out is, and I think this is true with any addiction, I think about, even though I haven't smoked weed in nine years, I think about smoking weed every single day. Every day. Wow. 
Now, is that um, because your your body, your flesh is accustomed to it, or is that because like you do you miss something about getting high, or like what is it? Um, I, now when you say my body, I don't think that I can say that I'm it's accustomed to it because it hasn't been in my system for nine years. And adversely, if I'm around someone, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like if I'm around somebody that smokes marijuana, they, like I'm not I don't want to be like yeah, well, I need this, but I need to smoke. Um, I think um, it's a chemical imbalance. Um, I think it's something mm-hmm. chemically in me that still yearns for it. Um, and also, when when we talk about the mind, you know, you often hear you know. As they will say in the South, the old folks say, um, the 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 uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. And mm-hmm. if if say for example, if I feel stressed, and you know Jesus says that we shouldn't even be stressed, but say for example I am stressed, um, or if I'm uh, faced or tasked with the excuse me with a difficult situation um, in my life. Um, or if I'm worried about something, or if I'm over frustrated about something, the thought of man, you know what? If I could just roll up one real quick, sit back, couple pulls, puff puff, whatever adjective you can describe the smoking marijuana, I would probably be way more relaxed, way more chill, you know. Mm way more um, less aggressive uh, versus mm-hmm. if I didn't do it at all. And I think, once again, to go back to our topic, I think that's a play on my mind because mm-hmm. if I say I'm a believer, which I am, that that thing, that drug, should not affect me whatsoever because where I am made weak, that's when God comes in and he becomes strong. So mm-hmm. if I believe that, if I believe that what he says is weak in my life gives him strength, and I already know that he's all-knowing and all-powerful, that I shouldn't even I shouldn't even have to dwell on it. But once again... When I let my flesh overtake me, when I allow my flesh to eat at me because I'm weak in that area, um, I, I think it's a problem. And it's and it's been times where, you know, I was so stressed out, I just would be like, I'm about to leave the house and I'm about to go smoke. And this is recent, probably within the last month or so. I haven't, mm-hmm. by the grace of God. I'm telling you, like, Amen. God gives all those, all of his uh, uh, children's strength. Um, I would be lying if I said that. I, I just never thought about it. Once again, I want to give out the number uh, 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. Yeah, man. I, I, I think that's very, uh, that's that's very deep, man. It's like, it seems like those things that you put in your body, um, they to me, from my understanding, they become a part of your, like, sinful, well, not sinful, but, like, fleshly body. Like, you're, like, once you are exposed to it, 
you open your mind up to it. And now that you've experienced it, maybe a little piece of you wants to do it again, even though you know you should not. And and I think that talks to probably like Romans seven, where you know our flesh and our and our spiritual man is is battling because it's 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 like we've been exposed to all these things when we were walking in the ways of the world, and um, we have to definitely die to those things. Um, it is really uh, interesting, and the reason why I touched on like weed was because um, you know I've I've experimented with that stuff too. Um, and one thing I recall was my mind was gone. Like, and and I've never had an experience like that. Um, and and people that have been drunk before, you know, you know that your mind is not there once you're intoxicated. It it's it 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 goes somewhere else, and you can't function the way you normally would function. And everything slowed down, and different things like that. And it's like your conscious mind is is gone, and that's one of the most dangerous states you can be in. And that's ex- I believe that's exactly where the enemy wants you to be, is, you know, handicapped that way um, and impaired. And it's really dangerous to be there, especially for the believer, because the enemy wants to sift us. Um, and keeping a sound mind is important because we have to be alert of these things. Um this the 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 Bible says this world belongs to, to the enemy. You know, he controls all of it. Um that's why we put our mind on heavenly things. And uh we have to be on guard for distraction and things that are trying to take over our minds. And uh I've seen firsthand weed and and like medical whatever. And I'm just not picking on weed but you know, alcohol, anything that you can take, um, that you can do to your body, smoke, drink, inject. Um, so, Joe, you want to say something real quick? Yeah, so I'm, when it comes to marijuana, I, I'm really, really, really conflicted. And and, and, and I, I don't want to make this about marijuana, but um, two two points. One, do you say about uh, individuals who need medical marijuana? Like they they literally need it um, because mm-hmm. of seizures that they may have, or cancer patients. Um, and I mm-hmm. and I I, un- I understand. I really truly honestly understand that as a Christian, we should um, you know lean to God. With everything, and we should depend on God with everything. Mm-hmm. But once again, um, you know, I just, I just buried, I just buried my brother on Saturday, and he had mm-hmm. cancer. What if the doctor? Because certain states, physicians do prescribe medical marijuana, or not even the the plant itself, but a liquid or the or a paste to patients, like I said, with cancer and have seizures to help them cope with their disease. So to to that point, and then two, honestly, and, and I'm I'm just being honest, and, I, and I, if I'm wrong, I pray that God leads me into the right direction. But honestly, I think if marijuana was legal, like like how cigarettes are legal, I probably I wouldn't smoke as I wouldn't smoke like I did when I was younger. 
but I probably would smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, all I can say is this: um, the way I'm at, where I'm at right now, I wouldn't take a chance of anything taking over my mind. Um, and I, I, me, what I've seen in my experience with it, I, I see that weed smoke is a gateway for your mind to not be sound and you know, you can do whatever you want with that, but, but, but I but, like. But you can you can say you can say you can say the same thing with pornography. Yeah, a, a, absolutely. It's, it it'll take over your mind. I've I've dealt with that too. I like I said, I don't want anything to take over my sound mind. I believe the Lord has given all His children a sound mind, and we should maintain that. But if we're polluting our minds with pornography, drugs, whatever, um, it might even be a person. That's doing good things for you. Um, but, you know, I'm not just trying to go through the cliche list. I'm talking about anything. that, And you can tell when something has consumed you because, you know, I, for, I'll take it here real quick. Um, when I, and, and this is going into, I guess this will segue into the next point, that the enemy looks to destroy our minds. Um, and it could come in any form, right? So I'll use this story. I was watching. Have you seen the movie Get Out? Yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. There's also mm-hmm. a movie on Netflix called Burning Sands, right? And if you saw got that too, you saw really good yeah, movies. Yeah, right. It's a good movie, right? So when I saw those movies, I was just thinking about how important our minds are because in both movies, if you, a spoiler alert, if you guys have not seen this. Um, the main characters' minds were being brainwashed. And I think the enemy's goal is to brainwash believers um, into really getting them into a whole other mindset that is not of Christ and not looking toward heaven and not knowing who we are in Christ. That's what the enemy seeks to do. Um, and in those two movies that they, like, uh, is Burning Sands, I... I'm going to just tell anybody How out here that? listening to this. That oh, movie is 98%. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So with you being a brother and you going through that, because, you know, I've, I've never partaken in fraternities. I know a lot of people, including you, that are frats. Like you said, that movie is about 98% correct. Um, maybe close to 99, might be 98.7%. Um, <laughs> how do you feel um, in regards to mind control? Um, not even get out, because I believe I believe get out too. All right, I mean, but in regards to burning things, how do you feel? Um, how how like how do you feel like? Has it? Do you feel like you were brainwashed at that, at that point? And real quick, I just want to give out the number one exactly more time: five one six three eight seven one four two seven. Yeah, the, the number is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was about to say the number again. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, um, was I brainwashed? Absolutely, absolutely. I think anyone, even even in the movie, from a personal experience, I was absolutely brainwashed. Um, 
what they do is they they indoctrinate you. They, uh, you heard what Denzel said: keep the body strong, take the mind. That's what happens. It's a it's a it's a. I don't even know if the people doing it to you even know that they're doing it to you. I think the people doing it to you are brainwashed too. The thing is, it's all a brainwash. And you know, you know, a perfect example for that. A perfect example for that. You know, the reference to and if you haven't seen this movie, Burning Sands on Netflix. Listen, if if you ever thought about joining a frat or sorority, or if you're in a frat or sorority, listen, watch this movie. But um, to your point, where he where where the main character went to the dean and said, "Listen, X, Y, and Z is going on," and I, I don't want any parts of it, and I think you need to be aware. And then he said something to the effect of, "Say your, what was it? Say your, say your script, or say your, say your something." And he immediately went into that. No, I'm a pro role, and you're going, you're going to submit. Mm. My control is about submission, mm. and the submission yeah. of your mind can be controlled. Listen. If you can control the mind, you control the heart because they're both hand-to-hand, right? Mm-hmm. At times, the heart will lead you into a direction where it should go. At times, the mind will lead you into a direction that it should go. But if you can control the mind, in essence, you can control the heart. You know, uh, I was speaking of Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was watching Dave Chappelle stand-up um, uh, yesterday, and he was talking about Care Bears. And he said the the beauty about Care Bears was that um, they beat you with love, and from their yep. from their chest, love mm-hmm. shot out. And when that love mm-hmm. shot out, through their determination, it destroyed whatever it was facing. Right. But once again, just like in Burning Sands, you that love can't be indoctrinated within you because one, fear has been instilled in you. Two, mm-hmm. with that fear, that fear has controlled your mind. So right. when you let that engulf you, you have no control. Absolutely, and that and that's the that's the name of the game. Um, you, they, you, they put, first off, even before you're online, you hear folklore about being online. You hear all these things, is it like this? Are you going to go do that? And, and, and it kind of, you're, uh, it, it's already starting the process already. You don't even know it yet, but it is. So once you actually get to the interview, they screen you, then you get a phone call, then meet me here. Then you go there, and then next thing you know, um, as time goes on, you're being indoctrinated. You're not touching certain things. You can't go certain places. You hear, you're waking up in these sweats, and you're in another place, and it's like, what's going on? And your mind is breaking down. They're, they're feeding you this stuff. You start to pick up mannerisms with other people. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really strange. You start dressing different. Then after you're done, yay, hey, you made it across the burning sands, you're still brainwashed because now you're taking on the identity of someone you're not even, that, that you aren't even, like, you're taking on the 
identity of someone else. It's not even you anymore. You're you're Joe the blank blank blank. You're Keith the blank blank blank. And now that follows you. And as the attention grows, especially for these college kids that pledge, you know, they 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 embrace that new lifestyle, and it follows them for years. Then next thing you know, you're like 40, still going to homecoming. Um, you can't wait for homecoming. That's the only time. That's the only time that you really. Um, that's the only time you can really embrace it for real. But uh, and I'm not knocking anybody, but I'm just I see the bigger picture because it's all one big brainwash, and these and we do it over and over and over again. And if, if you see it, it's like. It's like a a movie called um, I saw Disturbing Behavior, you know, where this one guy he's like a stoner, and then there's this crazy group. Basically, it's the same movie as uh, Step for Wise and Get Out. You know, the guy was in a hat, he was black, and he was talking all funny, and he was like, "I know this guy," you know, I'm like, "Hey, what is wrong?" You know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, and I'm just calling people, especially believers. To wake up, if you're thinking about joining these organizations, find out who you are in Christ. You're already here's, – here's the thing. Christ has already freed your mind. He's already did everything to free your mind. You just abide in him. You're free. There's nothing that can hold you down. There's no sins that can hold you down. The enemy tries to deceive you into believing that's not true. So that's why – People lose their identities when they go to college or join a different, uh, you know, any organization. Um, so, I, you know, I think the enemy is trying to brainwash believers. And, well, he's already has no problem brainwashing the world. Um, but, you know, it, it's really interesting. And another point, Joe, um, I, I went and Googled the list about different brainwashing, uh, brainwashing and mind control techniques. And what you said about Care Bears, that's actually on this list. <laughs> it's called, I think it's called love bombing. It's something called love bombing where uh, people create a sense of family through physical touch, thought, and feeling and sharing an emotional bond, and they, like, bomb you with it. So, um, for instance, I remember I went to this one, one church, one church, and um, sat down, enjoyed the service, after it was over, about six or seven or eight people came up to me, and they all said the same thing. It was like it was a script, and they all said the same thing. Hey, man, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And, oh, we love you. And it was kind of weird because it seemed forced, and it didn't seem real, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? But, you know, I, I've seen um, online, after I've done more research about that organization, I saw that that was called love bombing. I said, that's crazy, you know, but – for someone that needs that someone that wants to belong, I want to belong to some group of people, or wants to feel loved, they'll they'll eat that right up. And that's what these young college kids do with college. They go they go to school. They're probably losers or something like that. They want to be in the in crowd, and these frats seem to hold the keys to the kingdom. So why not join? And 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 the whole brotherhood example. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, no. I just, I just, I just wanted to point something out once again, just to reference Brian Sands. Remember the one character who was um, a rich kid, like a rich nerd, and hold on, he, I think we got he, a call. Hold on. Hold on. 
We got a call from 850. Uh, we're going to take it. All right, here we go. They've been on hold for a minute. I didn't even see this. 850, that's Tallahassee. Hey, you're with Joe and Keith. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey. Welcome to Straight Talk with Joe. Hey, I just wanted to call in. Hey, I just wanted to call and just tell you I'm really getting into the show and just enjoy it, you know. And just uh, the topic tonight, you know, just kind of really hits home. And uh, just wanted to call, you know, and just say just enjoy it, you know. It was kind of like the first uh I uh, got on the blog talk about two nights ago and, um, you know, just going through shows to just got onto it. And I was like, man, this is, this is really good, you know? And so your topic tonight, when you said, you know, you, about controlling the mind controls the heart, I was like, it's so true. So true. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. So, you know, yeah. so, yeah, so you... what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, um, how, or maybe you might want to share a, a situation where you felt that something something wasn't right within your spirit, and you 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 knew that your mind was being controlled in some sort of way. Well, I'm probably not the best guy to ask about all this, no. But you know, I I, I kind of had a had a just a crazy life, you know. And so I when I look back, you know, I was there were times that I was a leader and sometimes I was a follower in life, you know. And so when I just know whether, you know, I had problems with drugs, drinking, you know, I don't think there was much that I didn't have a problem with, you know. And so um when you guys were talking, I'm kind of like shaking my head, you know, like, yeah, 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 you know. I've been married now uh, for three years, and my wife and I—we have two children of our own. And um, you know, you never you never realize the things that you go, you know, while you're going through it. But when you come out the other side, you kind of go, "Whoa," <laughs> you know. And uh, but you know, I mean, just the drinking and and smoking, and you know, just a lot of the situations that I've been in my own my own life, you know. But. Uh, you know, you all, you think that they're good at the time, but you know, they end up not being. You know, so, right. Well, you you know yeah. you know the beauty the beauty of uh, of being a believer is we make mistakes. We all fall short. Oh yeah. Of and yeah. Once we accept, once we can can accept that we're not perfect, just like. Just like um, I was reading in, in, in the scripture, then you will learn to know God's will for you, right? You will learn to know what God will, God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That word perfect doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it's perfect to him. So when when we let go of our own self-beliefs and we allow God to work in our lives, whether whether the enemy is trying to control our minds or not, we know that we're covered. We know that God is not going to leave us nor forsake us. And Amen. you know, you've been in situations where you might have felt abandoned, 
but guess what? You're still here. You have a beautiful wife. Yeah. You have two beautiful kids. Yeah. God is you real. And, you and, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know how think where things really sling started forward for me is when my wife, you know, she put it she put it the best way for me years ago because um I moved from Chicago down south, you know. And um I was like a fish out of water down here, you know. And uh, I thought like and I was just saying you guys seem straight up, you know, so I'm just talking you know, just talking with you guys. But, um, and I, I was like, I was the worst. You know what I mean? I was, I talked a lot of stuff, you know. So when I got down here, I was like, this place is a Bible belt? You got to be kidding me, man, you know. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so my wife, she told me, she says, hey, she says, uh, you, ain't, you ain't in church for other people. You're in church for yourself. Mm-hmm. Just don't be right. you know, at everybody else. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, these people are full of, you know what, man? I mean, mm-hmm. they come to church, their car salesmen are ripping people off during the week. You know what I mean? They're doing this and that and this and that. He says, why are you getting angry? She says, God's business, man. <laughs> don't you be yep. judging on them, yep. you know? Yep. So she, she had a real, like, talk with me, you know, and so I was like, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Yep. And so, um, yeah. because I, I viewed people like, you know, I grew up uh, in foster homes and, you know, just a lot of, lot of stuff, you know? And so I always viewed people in a harsh sense, you know, like uh, when, I, when I met somebody, I, I, uh, I could look at you for like three seconds, man, and I judged you real quick, <laughs> you know, good, bad, indifferent, whatever, you know? That's part of my life, you know. And so uh, it took, you know, years of, you know, my wife, to, uh, you know, constantly, hey, that ain't right, man. <laughs> you know, that ain't right. You shouldn't be talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Because I, like, I was rough, dude. I was, like, so rough around us. It wasn't even funny. But it was mm-hmm. really, like, um, I don't even know how to explain it, you know. Like, I always looked at things the wrong way. And my wife finally said to me, she says, you know, you got to look at things like a picture frame. And she says, everybody sees things differently. And she says, the way you see things is not always the right way. She says, you can't see things like with with bolts and being thrown downstairs. And you know what I'm saying? She says, you got to lighten up, man. She says, you made it through this stuff. But you can't always be seeing people doing those things. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's all yeah. you did for the longest time in my life, you know? And so when, you know, my wife should be a preacher, man, you know? <laughs> if she can fix me, she can fix anybody, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds like so she, she definitely has words of wisdom. Hey, see that? Hey, to put up with me, man? <laughs> But I just, you know, I just yeah. want to call in because, man, you guys, you guys, I just really like it. You guys talk it straight up, you know, and it's not that, it's not that fake. You know what I'm saying? It's it's straight, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate that. So when you're talking, it's like, man, I just want to call and just say, I really appreciate that. 
No, no, thank you, thank you, and 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 we we appreciate you. Um, and you know that's 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 our goal, um, with this show, and you know that's why we always say the disclaimer at the beginning of the show. We're not pastors. We're not preachers. We are two, three individuals who really love the Word of God, and we just like talking about God in real life situations because it's refreshing. You know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, I I wish that um, Sunday Sunday morning church was 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 a question and answer service versus you sitting down listening to somebody talk, um, because you know it's one thing to read the word of God and it's one thing for to 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 hear other people and you know we really appreciate you calling in too we really 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 do um, your word you gave you gave us words of wisdom and um, we really do appreciate it um, but you know we can we can hear the word of God on a Sunday and then sometimes you leave church with questions. I.e., if you, if look, for example, we're in church, say, say this is Sunday morning, we're in church, preachers talking about the mind. So you're sitting in the back of the church like, well, I got this, you're saying this one thing, Pastor, but I got this, this question. It's not always going to get answered, especially if you go to, like, say if you went to, if you went to Joe Osteen's church, there's no way in the world you're going to get a Q&A with Joe Osteen. Um, so... That's why we open up our lines, 516-387-1427, to have an open dialogue, have an open discussion, because people have questions, people need answers. We're not always the ones with the answers. You know, God is, so we just have that open dialogue. Yeah, man, um, great point. Is is definitely like crucial that we have an open dialogue. If we all humbled ourselves uh, in front of one another and and embraced the fact that we're all a part of the same body, you know, let's try to communicate and have conversation with one another. We, we don't, we don't claim to be the keepers and the gatekeepers of the word of God. And only our understanding is right. No, we want to reason through the scriptures together and glean the uh, God's goodness, you know, and and we want to educate and love, you know, and and that's that's the the goal. It starts with a conversation. Um, it, it's and and that's what we're called to do. We're called to love one another. And how I know that's hard for a lot of believers to do, especially with a lot of different denominations and things like that. But we are called to love one another because of the work that Christ has done. And the gospel that he loves. So, yeah, Joe, you want to say something? And, and, and you know, it's funny that you mentioned the word love because in Second Timothy, the first uh, chapter, the seven verses says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity." Hope I say that one. But of power, love, and self-discipline. And it's so it's so important to realize those last three points: power, love, and self discipline. So what so what is, what what are you really saying? And, and now I really kind of want to have an open dialogue, Keith. Uh, once again, we're encouraging everyone to call in the five one six three eight seven one four two seven. 
Um, God hasn't given us yeah. spirit to be timid. God hasn't given us a spirit to be fearful. But he's given us a spirit to be powerful. And the power from God is a strong power. He's given us a spirit of love, which is the embodiment of who he is, is love. And self-discipline, phrase self-discipline, is a tough one for most Christians. And I'm grouping myself in there, too. Because when you say that you are self-disciplining the word of God, that's saying a lot. That's saying I'm reading my Bible when I'm supposed to. I'm praying when I'm supposed to. I'm praying for others when I'm supposed to. I'm tithing when I'm supposed to. I'm um, spreading the good news when I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm, uh, I, when, when, when I'm yielding to temptation. That's all self-discipline. How many mm-hmm. of us can say that we actually practice those things that God has instilled in us? Because if we say that we're Christians, and we believe the word of God, and we receive the Holy Spirit, it just says that we have self-discipline. And we're not fearful. So if we're not fearful, why are we casting self-doubt within our spirit, and then why are we timid to go after certain things when we know that we're not supposed to be fearful, we're not supposed to be timid, and if we're not supposed to be fearful or timid, and why are we self-doubting ourselves? Well, I, I, again, roping back into the conversation, uh, it's the mind, man. Um, the King James reads, you know, of a sound mind, you know, and it, it's really important that we have a sound, sound mind and firm and planted in Christ in his word. And because if we don't, we will be led astray. And, and uh, Joe, uh, Joe you, 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 you brought up a good point. Because uh, al- um, along with this list of different techniques of mind control, a lot of this stuff has some religious tones to it. Now, I really believe there's some churches out here that are mind or brainwash their members. Oh, and I'm yeah. not attacking... I'm not attacking, you know, church, the biblical church, the body, the believers. I'm talking about these organizations and these buildings because what the enemy, I believe, has done is taken different principles out of the Bible and perverted it and made people slaves to it. And beware of false prophets. Is, yeah, it, it, beware of false Prophets, bad doctrine, and it and is rampant. It's rampant. That's why you have a lot of, you know, sex or this type of denomination. And we believe in sleeping with the members. It's like, yeah, it's, it's all this crazy stuff, and 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 them justifying it too. I remember, I, you know, it, it, it's really funny. You you know, someone's been deceived when you hold the pastor or the member or the spot or the 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 group. <laughs> We can close right there. Look, we can stop. We can stop right there because you're stepping on toes. I hear people say, "Ouch!" Right now, ouch. No, because stepping on toes. Here's the. No, I'm not stepping on toes. But here's the thing, and this, we have to understand this. If someone's been walking with the Lord for thirty years, 
and the other person has got saved and he's walked with the Lord for five minutes, they're both believers in Christ. God is not a respecter of persons. You both are sons to him. One has just been a son longer, and other one has been a son for five minutes, but God doesn't see that. He's outside time. And uh, the parable that Jesus gave, uh, you know, he's going to give everybody a pity. So it's just like, so don't, don't, it's like I think people use that experience and that timeline. Oh, I've been walking with the Lord 50 years. I've gone to college, and I did all this other stuff. I know what I'm talking and, and people get scared of that. And they're like, well, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And that's a deception. And people use that and pervert the word of God, and they will use mind control to keep people locked into their congregation. But, and their but, pastor but, could do no wrong. The man at, Go ahead. To, to, to even go back to the, uh, the opening uh, scripture, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? You right. can be saved for 15, 20, 30 years and still not transform your mind because mm-hmm. why? You're leaning. In order to understand be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, you one, you have to go to Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Third chapter, fifth and sixth verse in Proverbs. Lean not on your own understanding. That's that's the principle of, of, of it right there. Lean not on your own understanding. For when you do lean on your own understanding, how can your mind be transformed? Seek the Lord with all your heart and acknowledge all of his ways. Mm-hmm. When you don't abide by those principles, you can't have your mind renewed. You can't have your mind transformed because you're self-indulging. And what's self-indulgement? It's sin. God, God doesn't abide in sin. God doesn't, 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 doesn't fester in sin. So when you're leaning on your own understanding and you're not allowing the renewal of your mind, how can God work in your life? How can God move in your life if you're self-indulgent within yourself? That that goes to greed, that goes to jealousy, that goes to gluttony. And I know I'm stepping up to toes now when I talk about being gluttonous. Because there's a lot of overweight people in church. But I digress. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm just saying. That's a man saying, Keith. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Some okay. people might be struggling with uh, a disease or something like that. Everybody I come from a long line of obese fat people. Does it, I come from everybody long that's obese just didn't eat people. their way into obesity, Joe. Come on, I, bro. I, I, I understand <laughs> that. I understand that. But what happens on Sunday? Oh, girl, I'm going to fix me some greens. Fried chicken, See, so you, we, we got another call, we got another caller, and I think you probably made some people mad. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. We got some more from Philly, man. About to call. Let, let's take this, man. Oh, man, it's crazy. Hey, you on the line with Joe and Keith? Yo, this is Josh. What's going on? 
So, oh, what's up, brother? <laughs> thanks for coming to the show. Yeah. Uh, no problem. What's going on, good brother? No, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm I'm in agreement with uh, as far as, like, the tricks and different things in the mind. Um, a lot of things is definitely cultural, um, traditional, and mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, especially like when you're talking about people as brainwashed and different things like that. And that's why I, that's why I kind of believe it's kind of like cultural and based off of upbringing and based off of tradition, which is um, the word of God kind of breaks past tradition and it's not how we're supposed to, you know, operate through. But I'll think about Genesis, uh, what was the Exodus 14, when the children of Israel was leaving Egypt and the Pharaoh was coming after them. And the Bible says that when they lifted up their eyes and they saw the Pharaoh's army come after them, the first thing they did was say to Moses, hey, you know, they said to Moses, you know, it would have been better if you had left us back in Egypt than to die out here. And even after mm. uh, Moses was obedient to and um, God doing something completely illogical and splitting the Red Sea and having them go by, you still saw that they were still caught up in their, you would say, uh, slave-like mentality. So even though they were physically free, mentally in their minds, you know, they they grew up under a regime that believed in, um, you know, that was polytheistic. So they believed in multiple gods. You know, Egyptians believed in Horus and, and Ra and, and all those different things. And so even, you know, when they got to themselves, they was creating multiple gods. And that's even the reason why the old generation had to pass pass away and the new generation had to uh, come up. And that's why God had to let the old generation die because a lot of times when we don't even realize or as we're talking about tonight, it's um it starts in our mind. Everything starts in our mind. And if we get so trapped up in yep. our minds and so caught up in our minds, it controls our movements, it controls how we react, it controls ev- pretty much everything. You know, it's no different from Samson, Samson and Delilah. Another aspect of being caught up in the mind, you know, once once she had his mind, his heart, he was willing to tell you know, tell his weakness. And even like what yep. you just said about even what you just said about um Gluttony, you know, it's all a mental thing. No one teaches us how to eat right, and so, you know, culturally, mm. like you was just about you was just about to name um, foods, but culturally, you know, I mean, even though it's bad for us and it can kill us if we continue to eat the fried foods and the different things like that, because it's natural to us and it's because it's taught to us and we think it's a good thing, and even though it tastes good. You know what I'm saying? It can be bad for us. And that's the same way sin is. No different from pornography, no different from, from you know, fornication, no different from anything else that we're taught. It's, it's a thought that's implanted to our minds, and it's hard for us to break free from it. But that's the reason why Christ came. That's the reason why we have the Holy Spirit and different things like that. But, you know, I, I'm in total agreement. It's like that's the reason why we have to renew our mind and keep our mind on him. That's the reason why, you know, say so he'll give us perfect peace. Um, that's the reason why Scripture says, you know, he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind, because right. it starts there. The enemy attacks the mind. Going back to Adam and Eve, 
Eve saw the fruit before the Satan Satan said before Satan said anything to her. She said, "If I eat from this, it'll kill me." So she already knew the fruit represented death. But it wasn't until she heard something that changed her mind that made her perceive a fruit of death to something that looked as if it was going to make her godly when she was already godly in the sense. So I'm in total agreement. Amen. You, you, you had you had some great points, and uh, I I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, David and uh, Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. That in itself is 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 a is a mind thing. You know, yep. the the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, but even even his mind was weak. Mm-hmm. When, it, when when it came to to certain things, and you know you you, you mentioned Samson. I mean you 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 have some really valid points. So when 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 the enemy tries to uh, instill in us, and I, I don't want to say he does stuff to us because that's giving him way too much credit, but when he tries to Push things toward ah. Here's here's a point. Jesus is is is, is on the mountaintop. The enemy tries to infiltrate God's mm-hmm. mind, but the the power of the Holy Spirit was so strong that he he had something to counteract anything that he said because he was strong within his mind. And if we're strong within our mind and we're made in his image, then we can do the same thing. But we choose not to do things at times. Just like you said, if we're gluttonous and we know that we shouldn't eat 10 pieces of fried chicken from KFC by ourselves, but we still do it anyway, that's a minor thing. And that's sin. God does not, does not, will not abide in that. He's separate from sin. That's why Jesus died to be separate, so we could be separate from sin. So why? And I'm, and I'm asking you this: Why do you think that people knowingly know things are going to make them die? For example, uh, Aunt TC, she probably made delicious food. Looked like she could cook anything. Died of a heart attack. As a Christian, if you know that something isn't right for you, for example, food, you, you live in Philly, chicken cheesesteaks, you you eat too many of them, you, you'll die. Why do you think people keep reverting back to this? Uh, you, I can answer? Yeah, yeah. It, it was directed to you, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try to break it down real fast. Okay. So we experience our reality. We experience our world through our senses. The major five senses, you know, sight, hearing, taste, touch, smell, we experience the world through those senses. So when it comes down to things just like gluttony, pornography, fornication, it becomes more real to us because we know the world through our senses. And so because it appeals to our senses, which is our flesh, which is a part or tied into our flesh, you know what I'm saying, it kind of is more believable to us because it's, it's a part of this reality. It's a part of what we can experience on in this plane of existence. 
in comparison to faith, where if God tells me these things is wrong, you know what I'm saying, I have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I'm not experiencing it. It's not, it's not a physical thing that feels good all the time, whereas everything else, you know, we don't see the instant. And another thing, we don't see the instant uh, consequence to things. And so, and that's also, you know, the reason why, you know, it's, a, it's actually a good thing because God extends his mercy, uh, mercy and grace towards us. But there, I think the main reason why is the fact we don't have enough faith in God because when you have faith in something, you act and work towards it. And so because it's easier to experience things in this world through our senses and because it appeals to our senses, I think people, and because they don't see that, that uh, it's like what Paul said, you know, should I sin but still, you know, knowing that God will forgive me and he says forbid ye not. But in people's mind, they kind of live off of grace. Not that they're living off of God and living in his will. They're living off of grace. They know that God will forgive them. They know that God will keep them and cover them and protect them. And so they only kind of focus on the, ask the love aspect of God, taking it for granted or taking it and taking advantage of it in a sense. So they, they don't want it in a sense change. It's like they want to, the lukewarm type mindset, you know what I mean, that gets you spit out somewhere. You know, but at the same token, it's this mindset where it's like, in my mind, I can ask God for forgiveness, but yet still do the things that appeal to my senses. So it's like, all right, instead of praying to God, which takes faith, which is harder to trust somebody, you know what I mean, I can keep that wall up and just take a bottle and find myself drunk somewhere and temporarily forget about what I'm stressing about. You know, I can continue to eat all the things that tastes good, but, you know, at the same token, you know, not really taking consideration on what the word of God says. So it's like it's your senses, your five senses versus your faith. And, you know, it's kind of like your flesh versus your spirit. It's it's always in constant battle between the two. And so people, even though they may know that, you know, these things are wrong, it's not about what they know about God or what faith they have in it or lack of faith. They, you know, that they have in God, I think it's really tied into what they're experiencing as far as their senses and what feels to them in that instant gratifying moment. It's always about that instant microwave moment that they can always get what they want instantly, and the consequence doesn't come later, so they're not even worried about it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, we, we really you um you said you said you said something at the end um microwave society and i have been saying this for man for over over fifteen years everything that we do every everything that we do um is instantaneous and and once again i i i really appreciate you calling in and giving those great points very 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 good points everything that we do is um instantaneous and and um uh, we're in the, we're toward the end of the show so we're gonna we're, we're starting to wind down and close down now um great show um really 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 appreciate our callers um this i told you guys this topic was going to be a great topic tonight but um when we look at how we can obtain whatever we want at the touch, at, at the tip of our fingers, we want to know the answer to a question, boom. Phone, 
laptop, we go to Google. We want instant dinner. It's easy. Throw it in the microwave. We we got it. Um, we want um, I don't know. Uh, we, now you can press a button on your remote instead of looking for the channel. You can say the channel, and it just takes you right there. Um, God isn't like that. God isn't instantaneous. God isn't quick, fast, boom, in your face. And I think that's an issue for people that's coming up after us. They don't know what it feels to wait for something. They don't know what it feels like to be patient for certain things because it's readily available. Um, But the Word of God takes pride in being patient. The Word of God takes pride into waiting on the Lord. And with anything in regards to waiting, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a time where you want to give up. But just think, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, asking God to pass away from him, that wasn't an instantaneous thing. That was a moment of, God, I know what's about to happen. I don't want this to happen. Take it away. He had to have patience. And how you know he had to have patience? Because he said, not my will be done, but your will be done. We need to lean on God's word. We need to be patient on the Lord. We need to have the faith that we say we have and endure because weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. It may seem like it's hard right now. It may seem like you want to give up. It may seem like God isn't there. It may seem like the world is against you. Your family is against you. Your friends are against you. But the only person that's against you is the enemy. Actually, no. Let me take that back. There's two things that are against you right now. It's the enemy and yourself. Because you're allowing things to seep into your mind and you know that they're not real. But God is real. And how do you know that they're not real? Because you say that you're a believer and God doesn't that He doesn't live in a negative space. So if God doesn't live in a negative space, then you have to let those things go. Because He's the one and truly the, the one and true thing that's still keeping you sane. So allow God to renew your mind. Stop leaning on your own understanding. Just like the caller said, the Israelites were wandering in the desert 
praying to go back to the very same thing that kept them oppressed. Asking God, Lord, I, I can't, I don't want to be free no more. I, I want to go back. I want to go back to tyranny. I want to go back to oppression. I want to go back to 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 something that's keeping me bogged down because I can't accept it within my mind that I'm free. Let your, let God free your mind so you don't have to live with that stress. So the old so so you don't have to wait for your children to receive the blessing that God has for you. You don't have to wait for your spouse to receive the blessing that God has for you. While you still have breath in your body, let God give you the blessing that he has for you. Stop self-doubting what God already said he's going to do because it's already done. The problem is that you want to put it in the microwave. God doesn't have a microwave. He may have a stove. He may have an oven. But he doesn't have a microwave. It takes time for him to do these things. So allow him to, to just to do it in his time. And I promise you, I promise you, in the 11th hour, when it seems like God isn't moving or he hasn't moved, that's when he shows up. Don't praise him when he when you get it. Praise him now. Because he he needs to see that. He needs to feel that. He needs to feel that love, that, that agape love, that true love. I love you. God loves you. Keith, I know you love him. <laughs> yeah, man. Great great closing remarks. Um, I, I, I just want to definitely sum it up with um, avoid the sunken place. Uh, definitely borrowed that from the movie, but it's so real. Um, the enemy wants to keep you there. Break mm-hmm. out of that. Realize you've been set free in Christ. And uh, Galatians 5, 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So mm. re- keep that on your mind. If anything, if anyone's trying to uh, swindle you or beguile you with any doctrine and it's through their lips, what they do, what God can do for you, know he's already gave himself up for you. And that's the greatest gift. So just want to encourage you guys, avoid the sunken place. You know, it's tough. There's going to be deceptions everywhere. You know, the enemy's, you know, the enemy has all these systems in place, but fear not because God is with us. And if God is with us, you know, who can, who can, what should we fear? So uh, God bless you guys. Have a good night. And uh, see you next week. Get your hands up. Yeah. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show.